listeners, it's Wednesday somewhere, and that means that you're listening to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for people who just like to watch stuff. Like, we just like to watch things. I'm joined uh, via Zoom teleconference by Sean and Sonia. Hey, guys, how are you? Hi. Hello. This is, uh, this, we're having some, some video issues tonight, so we're doing a, a full-on audio. We could, we could have our eyes covered, and it wouldn't change the show at all. Well, I already took I'm my actually... shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a face mask. Of course, yes. You know, all the, all the things that you can do when you're not in the studio, and no one else has to see you as well. Listeners, last week we brought up films that we felt were just a little bit underrated. And this week, we're going to do a full 180 and take a look at the other side of that coin. Robert Ebert once said, It takes a hell of a lot more nerve for a man to stand up to the Oscar cast and proclaim himself the king of the world. James Cameron just got reelected, which is totally bogus, (laughs) because we were told that it was this new kind of storytelling, but really you forgot about the 3D in like 20 minutes. Not to mention Pandora. Could he not have even come up with a better, like a more original planet name? And why did they even need alien bodies if they could communicate normally? Isn't this body control stuff worth more than the unobtainium that they were just trying to mine? That's right, folks. Today we're talking about overrated movies. Yeah, drag her, Ebert, drag her. (laughs) From beyond Uh, the grave. (laughs) <laughs> ooh, ooh, oh, you'll ooh. feel Mr. Ebert's cold little hand on your ankle sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that whole thing was not a quote uh, from Roger Ebert, but that's fine. Uh, so, you oh. guys, what makes... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there we I'll go. Take back uh, what I've said. <laughs> uh, guys, what... Uh, to quote... So- well, to paraphrase Sonia from last week, what makes something overrated? I think it's a combination... <laughs> Well, I think there are different... It's kind of like we said about things that are underrated. There are kind of different versions. Mm -hmm. Like, there are the movies that just do super well at the box office that probably don't deserve it. There are the movies that, you know, win a ton of awards, even though they maybe don't necessarily deserve it. (laughs) Green Book. Um, There are movies that, um, you know, get a lot of critical acclaim. So I think it it kind of is context-dependent for me. Uh, Sean, your thoughts? I guess a lot of the ones that I have thought about this week are films and television that have made a ton of money Mm -hmm. and and you're right, actually been decorated in several ways as well. And that I just don't think, I just don't think. (laughs) I just don't. I also don't think. Yeah, just nah. Um, I, I kind of feel like there's sort of two versions of this for me from my research this week. Um, I feel like there's movies that are very critically successful, and then later on, it's like, I'm not sure why this was the case, mm. as for things that we'll talk about. A la and crash. I, yeah, mm. Yes. Um, and then I feel like there's there's ones that, like, are very popular, and people like them, like, they seem to genuinely be good with them, and then a new group of people is just like, that's overrated, you know, like... They, they don't get the context, maybe, or what it was all about. Um, well, I'm going to talk about Citizen Kane in a bit, and I feel like that sort of falls into that category. Mm. But um, I think it's just the, the perception, you know, like, once you see Dr. No, uh, you know, you, you know what James Bond films are like. But once you're, you know, seeing Dr. No 50 years after it's been made, you know, I think it kind of gets the title of overrated. I guess that's a section that I haven't really... I didn't put much thought into, but it's a really good one because like, well, thank you. Uh, you know, like 
a Gen Z kid watching like Rocky Horror Picture Show is like, what is this like overrated mm-hmm. like transphobic <laughs> crap? Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. And then it's like in the context of the seventies, where it's like nobody had ever like pro- like de- so many people had never thought about gender expression in any way or like bucking mm-hmm. in any sort of societal norms. This is like a really huge deal for a lot of people, and mm-hmm. it's like. Uh, little Tootsie Lou can go on TikTok and see someone mess like <laughs> bucking gender norms, and it's just like e- easy breezy. But it wasn't always the case. Yeah, that's true. Good point, Sean. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And I think it's going to come up in what we talk about today, guys. What's what? Uh, what's some films or shows that you think are overrated? Sonia, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Um, okay, so I made this caveat last week, and I'm going to do it again. Hmm. I, I don't, I don't know if this is just where I'm at mentally lately. I don't trust my opinions about any, anything. So I'm just like, <laughs> this is how I feel today and at the current moment, but I might not feel this way later and I'm, I'm probably wrong. I shouldn't undercut myself that way, but just listeners, just know, don't put a lot of stock in what I say today. Okay? Sonia, the self-esteem. <laughs> yeah, I know. A, I know. So- Sonia, it's, it's your mind to change. No one's coming at you to change your mind except for you. Except so, for Roger But Eber. I probably will. That's true. So is that just a note to future Sonya? I guess. Future Sonya, <laughs> don't go too hard on me, okay? Um, I'll probably change my mind tomorrow. But, um, okay, Chill so... Out, FS. A lot, A lot of the ones that I have on my list, I feel like make me, like, feel very old. Because oh. I don't have anything, like, new or contemporary or, like, at all recent on this list. Um... Huh. One, actually, that I just watched over the Christmas break um, that I had never seen before, and I feel like people talk about all the time, is Four Weddings and a Funeral. Have you guys seen this movie? Yeah. No, I haven't. I don't know. I did not think it was very good. Uh, I think it's okay. I think it's, like, very, like, big... I don't know. I think I watched it the same time I watched, like, Big Chill... And there's a lot of other movies that kind of seem really similar to me from like mm. 85 to 99. That's fit. That fits in there, right? It's yeah. not that, older than that. This yeah. has Andy McDowell in it, right? Uh huh. Yeah. And yeah, um, and she, Hugh Grant. She's famously not a great actress, right? No offense to Ms. Death McDowell. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> and also her character is so annoying in it, and that's part of it. But I just, I think I, it's. I guess this is also a thing with movies that are maybe overrated is that I think sometimes we have these ideas about these movies in our Mm -hmm. heads and then you watch the real thing and you're like, oh, this isn't what I kind of expected at all. Mm -hmm. So it was maybe a thing about expectations, but that's one. Um, Here's one, okay, that I would like to pose to you both as a question because Mm -hmm. I don't know whether I think it's overrated or not, but I think it might be. Okay. Forrest Gump. Oh my gosh. I was going to bring this up. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, you go first, Sean. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, you cannot argue that Tom's performance is very incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes, I cried, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's literally a mishmash of the tallest tales in the world. Um, Sally Field is criminally underused. Agreed. Uh, yep. It's just like, I feel like they used it as a really, f- like, a way to show off, like, maybe some new green screen tech. Um, and it's just like, it's literally like, uh, bedtime stories about how pieces of pop culture happened and pretending that this like 
Paul Bunyan character just like made them all happen. And it's like it's bedtime very stories for boomers. It really right. is. But but like does that make it because so here's my rebuttal to that. First and foremost, there is some sort of collective consensus that Forrest Gump is overrated. Mm. And and I and I don't I don't really understand where that comes from. Um I think maybe because when I was exposed to it, like I didn't really get a lot of these references that I now understand are references. But um I feel like it's it's kind of just this like crazy like like you said like it is sort of this American tale right like that's mm-hmm. the yeah. whole the whole sort of point of it and I I don't think that's lost but I don't think it's overrated like I don't think you know but I feel like I, it's on so many lists of like the best movies of all time and like it's so iconic I don't know yeah but, but I also really love it and and have mm-hmm. warm fuzzy feelings about it so I feel like I I have no way to objectively evaluate it. Should and you can't, you can't episode? watch, you can't watch Forrest talk to uh, dead Jenny and not cry. Right. Like, it's impossible. When Even he's though, like, uh, he's, their when relationship he's like, he's was so like smart, never that Jenny. developed. No. And, and Sean, and, for the record, I, I don't cry when I watch Jenny's. Well, you're uh, a stone, sad, Jeremy. <laughs> you're a stone, you're a man of stone. <laughs> you're sad, an Easter Island not... face. Uh... <laughs> And, uh, like, yeah, his relationship with Robin Wright, psychotic, mm-hmm. of course. Insane, yeah. Very psychotic. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just, like, it just really was, like, oh, we move on, we move on. Oh, I I bought, I bought stocks in this apple orchard, and it turns <laughs> out to be apple. And it's, like, I am sick of you running into luck so much. <laughs> <laughs> I just am Forrest. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's, it's not overrated. You're just jealous of Forrest's success. <laughs> I guess what I... I guess I don't see where... I don't know. It, it, yeah, when someone thinks about probably the most oscar Beatty films, it would be there, presumably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just don't... I don't know. I don't think it has the chops. It's a fine That's film. Really? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Sonia, do you have more on your list? Uh, I do, but we, we can keep agree? going. We can keep okay. going if you want. Sure. Sh- uh, Sean, what are you? Uh, what's? Uh, what are some movies you think are overrated? Okay, so I'm going to bring up one. It is called Le Miserable from 2012. Mm. Brought to us by Tom Hooper, future cats terrorist. Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, he also directed The Danish Girl, which also Yikes. people were like, yay, yay, yay. He just <laughs> like, like, his record, his record is tough. And um, it just like, so this is a film that received eight Oscar nominations, won three. Wow. And really, it's all like, some of the performances are very good. Anne Hathaway's, okay, the centerpiece of the entire film is Anne Hathaway singing... I dreamed a dream. Mm-hmm. It's like it's in the trailer. It's it's the basically the only thing in the trailer, um, <laughs> but it's also exactly what Cat's trailer was. Is Jennifer Hudson doing an incredible mm-hmm. singing, an incredible song, and then like centerpiecing the entire film around that? Uh, because I don't think he had much else at the time that they're making the trailer. Um, they uh, apparently had 
offered the role of Eponine to Taylor Swift, which is a crazy decision. And he did end up getting her for Cats. Um, Anyway, it's just like a dastardly miscast. Russell Crowe is horrible. Yeah, he had a lot of trouble. The singing, like, the only people that succeeded are people that were Broadway people that can actually sing. So, Mm -hmm. like, they're not... The people that are on the second uh, IMDb search, like, Mm-hmm. way below um and everyone else kind of stumbled and the way they recorded it was like so awkward because everyone's just they're listening to the piano track and then they sing and they're like whispering and it's so it's just not really the way that that music's meant to be delivered mm-hmm. they're just like one day more and it's like, this should be, like, blowing our wigs off. This should be yeah. very powerful, and it's not. Anyway, it was, I felt, I felt it was a very awkward, overpraised film. Mm. Yeah, no, I would certainly agree with that. Agreed. You know, it was, yeah. Uh, Sean, there's an incredible YouTube video of them rehearsing mm-hmm. to sing for the Emmys or something. And uh, you can see who's struggling. Like you it's can just so see hard to watch. Yeah, it's incredible. It's amazing. Um, uh, have you ever seen it, Sean? I have it's not seen it, but I'm definitely watching it right now. Oh, it's it's so good. <laughs> During the show, he mutes for three minutes <laughs> to watch. The you guys don't mind me leaving for a minute, do you? <laughs> just no. Just, just stepping out. Um. So I'm going to jump in here with something that you guys are going to be surprised to hear about. Okay. Um. It's a small indie picture. Uh, not a lot of people seen it. It didn't. Is it Avatar? Well. It's Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> <I knew> it. <laughs> of course you did. What are you talking about? Um, I I think this is. We didn't really talk about this. I guess, but well, Sonia, you didn't mention expectations. But I think I I think being built up is something that can be really harmful for mm-hmm. a lot of these things. And the more that I look at the list of things that I've brought together for this episode, the more it's like. I think the people around me have affected my viewing of that thing, mm. um, which is people building it up too much, saying how amazing it is or whatever. We'll talk more about some other stuff later. Um, but uh, I was like right in the heart of film school and everyone was talking about this movie all the time. And like, I even got like in class things about like the cameras they made for Avatar and, like, it's cool. Like, it's it's mm. interesting. There's a lot going on. But then, like, watching it, I like, I was, I, I don't know if I was just, like, expecting the world and got, you know, alien Pocahontas or what happened to me in there. But I, <laughs> even when I watch it now, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is, this is just exhausting. <laughs> like, it is just not the future here. Ugh, what do you guys think of Avatar? Are you excited for the next six or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, am I going to watch it? Probably. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I'll give it one. I'll give it those, one chance. Those films will outlive us all. It's true. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page. I don't know if you guys know this, but for a budget of $240 million, the box office was $2.8 billion. <gasps> wow yeah i don't know if it still is the most yeah it's only been overtaken by avengers endgame um but uh well it was one of the the biggest hype machines ever yeah true oh my god it was endless 
Uh, have you guys seen Avatar or no? Yes, and I yeah. agree with you, Jer. Um, okay. I was good. I was hoping one of you hadn't seen it. Oh, <laughs> just just was like, nah. I mean, I didn't see it like for quite a while after it came out because mm-hmm. I remember being like, "There's no way this lives up to the hype." Like I, yeah. I thought I was too good for Avatar, and I was a little bit right. Um, it is kind of it, it. It operates under so many of those like colonial kind of racist tropes of like white men goes and falls in love with indigenous woman, I guess, although she's a different species, which is awkward. Um, And it just, yeah, I I just think it's not groundbreaking in the way it often is presented as. But the thing with Avatar is, has this one kind of come full circle where like it's not necessarily a hot take to say that Avatar was overrated? And I feel like it's kind of fallen from favor. Is that, do you feel like that's accurate? Well, not with the, the, 18 more that they're going to make here. Yeah, like, not, studios I'm, don't think so. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I feel like I'm mostly alone in my disdain for Avatar. Um, I uh, At the time, my roommate, uh, he I think he still is his favorite movie, um, and he would just, like, be watching it when I would come home. And wow. I would just, like, I would just, like, go do the dishes or something funner than watch Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that guy... <laughs> Reach out, reach out to that man. Yeah, <laughs> see, see how he's doing. He's got kids now, anyway. Um, but uh, and so he's giving them young exposure to Avatar. Please, I, I, I think so. They'll grow up knowing Navi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sonia, you guys want to do a round two? Sonia, you got some yes. more uh, overrated on your list. Okay, I'm curious to hear again how you two will feel about this one. Inception. Oh, no, that's wrong. <laughs> wow. I just feel like, okay, I have feelings about, well, we'll, t- we'll talk, we'll talk more about um, Chris Nolan, but um, mm. I just feel like this is one of those movies where everyone was like, oh, it's so deep and like mind bending and really yeah, like, like, if you don't get it, you don't get yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like and like is it visuals really? very cool. Uh, yeah. Visuals mm-hmm. are cool. Mm-hmm. Some but... great performances. Marion Cotillard in particular, I think, is great in it. But I just, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I'm like, does it quite deserve the level of profound acclaim that it gets? I don't know that it does. Uh, I think I would agree with you on that because I remember like when it came out, people were making those like visual graphs to help you understand. Yeah what was happening and i remember thinking like they explain everything like there's nothing that they don't tell you like it's all very clear mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh i would agree that it is not this conceptual mind bender that a lot of people think it is mm-hmm. but uh i still think it's really good yeah i haven't seen it in quite a while so i don't know but it's it's one of those ones that i look back at and i'm like i just don't think it's quite as good as everyone makes it out mm-hmm. to be you know maybe 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 and like Elliot Page's role was like an architect or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. I forget. You know what? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not giving Inception its right due. But from what I remember, I was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, uh, that was Sean. <laughs> but uh, again, that's me. <laughs> uh, Sean, you got another one on your list of uh, of of overrated movies? Um, This one might be a bit controversial 
but I don't think Elf is very good. <gasps> what, are you, what is happening right now? What are you guys doing to me? Elf? What is this? Yeah. Elf. I'm so, yeah. The, the film Elf. The one where Will Ferrell yells a bunch. What I just like... Talk- <laughs> I'm gooped. I know. I'm so sorry. I I just like... I, I've seen it in... I saw it in theater. I saw... I've seen it several times since. And everyone's just like... I don't know if it's my favorite movie or my second favorite movie. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess just, it's not, maybe it's just not for me. I don't, I, I don't think I even watched should be the, anyone's uh, favorite movie. I just I watched the, uh, on Netflix, they have a like holiday films that made us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did, um, an episode of Elf and it was so not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like they're the most interesting parts were showing how they filmed him in the same classroom as the elf kids. It was like a very like perspective thing. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Everything else I was just like, oh, oh, you had trouble with oh yeah, okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> boring, boring. Sean, know, is it because no. is it because you think Zoe Deschanel looks weird as a blonde? I didn't even recognize her as Zoe Deschanel when I saw it. It took me a while what? to. What? I didn't even recognize her. <laughs> that's okay, that's wild. I know. I knew she and him, and but I just like I still didn't get it. Um, wow. Anyway, so I guess that's, oh. that's wow. where I'm okay. at. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for that. Um, it's 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 a it's an odd take, if nothing else. <laughs> um, uh, I, I feel like I have to bring this one up because I don't know if we've talked about it a lot. Um, but Citizen Kane is always the the one on this, this list that's like, is it or isn't it? And I think at this point, I can comfortably say that it is overrated, but I don't think that that can affect its prominence in mm. the, the, like, the narrative that in is film cinema. culture. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I think, like, it's an, like, it's an important lesson but any person who has been born and reached a level of intelligence slash age where they can watch Citizen Kane will have already seen so many references mm-hmm. to it that they aren't even aware of that when they watch it, it'll just be like this strange mishmash of things that they've of already seen. Simpsons references. Basically, yeah. And um, there's there, like there are tons of Citizen Kane references in things that like don't even like Teen Wolf has a Citizen Kane reference. And like it's such a subtle thing that I think like those guys were referencing it just as like a way to shoot something to like to, you know, make the thing like like a shorthand way to talk about a shot. Yeah. But um I I think it's overrated in the fact that everyone will tell you it's the best movie ever made and it like I mean you know, like put Citizen Kane up against Endgame, and we'll see which movie is better. Like you know, <laughs> like it's it's like you know. But I I feel like the caveat, which I have already mentioned, Jeremy, the that... audience stood up and cheered when Rosebud was revealed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> well, okay, there we go, Sean. Dang. Okay. Um, the but, fan uh... the fan boards went off about. <laughs> oh, they went off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's still like 
a very important moment, and I don't want to, uh, you know, alter that, but it's definitely overrated. Well, like, he just, is. like, there's so many shots that were, like, invented in that film. Even things that you don't even recognize mm-hmm. now, like like calendar pages falling away to to show that yep. time is, like, moving. It's like, yeah. that wasn't a thing before that. And now yeah. it's just, like, very shorthand and, like, kind of hack to do. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's a guy, it, I don't know. They really yeah. originated a lot of very interesting things. But, yeah, it's probably not the best film, but it is a very original filmmaking mm. film. <laughs> Guys, yeah. I still haven't seen it. Man. <laughs> and you know what? You know what, Sonia? That, like, there's sort of a purity there, mm-hmm. right? Because... I feel like at this point, and this is kind of a stupid thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. But if you if you don't watch it, it can remain this pinnacle of cinema. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's like, kind of like, how I feel. Like, yeah, like it's like oh, it's the best. It's the best movie ever made. But since you've never seen it, you'll never have. Like you'll never be, you know, disappointed. There's always that one. Like right before you die, you'll just watch <laughs> Citizen Kane. But weirdly, it's so funny that you can still get my rosebud joke, yeah. Uh, because it's just pu- it's just like inherently seemed in pop culture. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, you guys, with that, I think it's time that we took a quick a quick break and heard some words from our sponsors. You're listening to Spoiler Alert on ninety one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. You're back listening to Spoiler Alert on ninety one point three FM Regina Community Radio. Today we're talking about overrated movies and other watchables, but uh, before we begin, uh, does anyone know what time it is? Does anyone have the time? Well, it's, recording it's much nighttime. later than usual today, so... That's true, I appreciate it. Yeah. It's game time, people! Oh! Okay. I wanted to try something and it didn't pan out, ra- you got to take risks, you know? <laughs> you really thank you, do. thank you. Uh, for those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend roughly two minutes this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. You guys, are you ready to play the game? Yeah. Okay, this week's title is Three Kings. Mm. That title again, Three Kings. Oh, Three Kings. Three mm-hmm. Kings. Uh, who would like to go first? I can go first. I mm-hmm. believe that it is a, a gritty retelling of um, the greatest story ever told, the oh, birth no. of our Jesus. Um, except the three the three kings that are the three wise men that are visiting Jesus. It's more of a, like an action uh, gritty film. So they are mm-hmm. played by like Jason Statham and The Rock and Bruce Willis, and they're all yep. pr- they're all holding their gifts. They're myrrh, they're frankincense, and they're they're trying to get through uh, a, a horde of uh, mercenaries to get their presents to the newborn baby uh, mm-hmm. and his parents. And so it's very, it's like Mad Max, kind of. It's very exciting. Uh, Sean, th- um, like, are there, like, like weapons? Or... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're but using... Like, like... Like like, kind of like it's old timey weapons. So okay. it's it's, right. it's yeah, it's spears, it's catapults, sights, it's scimitars, mm. yeah. Catapults. <laughs> They're all <laughs> Wow. You know, all that stuff. 
Okay, thank you. Wow, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, uh, Sonia. Okay, well, Sean and I were on a similar wavelength this week, mm-hmm. which, like, I guess, given the title, makes sense. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's why I kind of wanted to get in before you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was smart of you. Um, okay, I but mine is a bit different. I think that this is set in Harlem, and a baby named Jesus is born, and instead of being um, visited by three, you know, literal kings, um, it's actually three drag kings, and they oh. are they bring gifts of um, fluid gender expression to the baby Jesus, and and basically um, that's as far as I thought. But it's a, it's about um, I don't know. Uh, finding freedom in a mm-hmm. gender constrictive society. Uh, That's wow. great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you both. Uh, Sonia, your your final note there kind of struck home a bit more than I anticipated. Really? Uh, no, no, yeah. No points to be awarded, but um, still very very good. Thanks, um, Jesus. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> thank thank um, baby Jesus uh, for that one. Uh, yeah, there there is a bit of a thread uh, to what you guys were talking about in Three Kings, but once I start reading this, uh, you're going to question how that's possible. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Three Kings is a 1999 satirical black comedy war film uh, by David O. Russell. Um, it stars George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg, and Ice Cube, uh, and Spike Jones is also in uh, in it, and there are four American soldiers on a gold heist that takes place during the 1991 uprisings in Iraq against Saddam Hussein at the end of the Gulf War. Um, I picked this movie because a lot of people think it's really overrated. At the time, I think it was, but I still think it's really good. Um, and it's 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 nuts. It is crazy, you guys. You know, the parallels between this and the Spike Jones film that I watched, The Five Bloods, you know, they're very mm-hmm. similar. <laughs> It's like, uh, I think I th- I think you'll find that it's it's quite a bit different there, Sean. Okay, okay. <laughs> Just in the in the context of like four dudes going back to war to find the gold that they had hid. That's... I mean, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. But um, and uh, Spike oh, Jones being involved, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I think not that I'm blaming. Make... Not that I'm accusing Spike of anything. You're uh you're mi- you're mixing you're Sean Sean you're what? you're mixing up Spike Spike Jones and Spike Lee again. <laughs> Wait, this you happens said Spike to me Jones, all the time. Spike Jones, yeah, not Spike Lee. <laughs> I think Sean died. You know what? Let's uh let's keep moving on. <laughs> well, thank you guys for playing the game. <laughs> Wait, how was that similar to what I said? Uh, just the last thing that you said about a person finding freedom in a a gender lock society is oh. technically true about <laughs> people in <laughs> Okay, I see. Again, no points awarded. Yeah, but that's fair. Still still very close. Anyway, thank you guys for playing uh, a a crazy edition <laughs> of the game. <laughs> thank you, Jer. Thank you. There we go. Okay. Uh so uh we're talking about folks that are overrated. Um we've talked about some movies. Guys are there creators that you want to talk about that you think are overrated at all? I have one, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm going to get heat for it a little bit from one Let's of you go. in particular. Mm-hmm. Rose. Quentin Tarantino. Oh, mm-hmm. 
But like and over overrated? Though? Overrated in the sense that I think there are people out there who say would say that he and when I say people I mostly mean men, just to be clear, who would say that he is their favorite director just because he's edgy. I, and sorry, go ahead. Well, I just I think you're right, first and foremost. But I think anyone I think that there is a subset of people who have those types of attitudes, Mm -hmm. not necessarily about Quentin Tarantino, but, like, they just haven't seen Seven Samurai, like, the movie that he's referencing, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they need to, like, go watch more and expect, like, they're ready to move, to level up, or else they're just gonna remain douchey at level one forever. They're Mm -hmm. gonna remain a little Bulbasaur forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, he's so cute, though. So true. That's rude to Bulbasaur, honestly. Um... <laughs> and it's it's not that I don't think that he is quite a good director, and mm-hmm. some of this it, I will say is also colored by my feelings about him as a human being, and sort of like mm-hmm. you know the way he has treated you know women who worked with him, and um, mm-hmm. the way that he portrays women in his films, and yeah, it's I don't yep. know it's complicated, but I just think that there's a little bit of he he gets too much credit for being so fresh and original and, like, pushing boundaries when actually what he's doing is just, like, often skirting the line of of things that are kind of harmful sometimes. I don't know. I have I have mixed feelings about this, but that's that's what I think. I, 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 I will agree. And I think that in more recent, uh, was it, what, is it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I think that that's, I think that that's more of the, the case of what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think he would, well, I don't, I don't know this, but I think he would be more open about saying like, because that is really just more of a movie he made for himself, mm-hmm. right? Like that's like getting ever closer to like just the thing he wants to see, and if other people want to see it, that's fine, whatever. But I, like you know, I think of Django Unchained, I think of Inglorious Bastards, and I, you know, I, but there's I don't also really... a kind of a through line of him co-opting other people's painful stories. Like, both of those are good mm-hmm. examples. And right. Django especially, like, and, and him and the N-word, like, I think we just gotta say, he just, he loves to say it, and he loves to make people say it, and, like, I don't know, that's my sense, mm-hmm. but, anyway. Yeah. But, uh, well, he's, yeah, it's, because uh, they're all genre films, right? So it's mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. Um, I, I think we can also throw in The Hateful Eight in there, yeah. which I was very mm-hmm. excited to see. And then it was very not while I was in the theater. I was like, I'm not actually excited anymore. (laughs) (laughs) After seeing Kurt Russell punch Jennifer Jason Lee like four times. Like, yeah. (laughs) I still haven't seen it. Uh, It's okay. It's, it's, it's skippable. I would definitely say that. Mm. But uh, Sean, do you have any, any uh, people that you think can be overrated for you? I would say it's the television creator Chuck Lorre. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. That's so true. Yeah, because absolutely. this man makes money hand over fist, mm-hmm. and like I know that if this is not a hot take, but Big Bang Theory is like <laughs> I don't. How is it possibly one of the most money making television series of in history? Like people liked it, dude. People love it. Free spirited yeah. lady uh, turns a bunch of nerds upside down. 
like I I don't know. I've I watched a few <laughs> episodes when I'm at home and I'm like just because you add in a laugh track, it doesn't make it <laughs> it doesn't make it happen, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. They they just say a normal line and then add in a laugh track and I'm like, that's not a joke. That's a <laughs> that's a whatever what what's that scientist dog bell? Do you know what I'm saying? Pavlov's, Pavlov's, Pavlov's yeah, dog. Yeah, very Pavlov's dog. <laughs> I was so confused. Uh, what, what, well, first and foremost, Sean, I fully agree. Yeah. But I always have to ask, have you taken in any young Sheldon? Um, no, I definitely haven't. Are you? Do you appreciate? No. Oh, okay. No, I don't. That's Jeremy's I, favorite uh, show. I was like, maybe, maybe this will change my mind, <laughs> but uh, I, I see now it won't. No, no that's not, yeah. Well, because pre- the... precocious autistic kid, that's not a trope that's been done, so it's hot and fresh, I gotta say. Like, would I watch it. if Jim Parsons <laughs> played th- himself as a child, uh, and everyone else was children, but he just played himself? Maybe. Oh, that, that would have been good. That would be trippy enough for me to action. maybe watch. Yeah, <laughs> Very Pen 15. Let's break the form here. Let's get. Let's get also, it. will I ever forget that Jim Parsons is like fifty-five years old? No. Oh my god! It's shocking. <laughs> you look so good. You, you look so good. You. Yeah, it's true. It's one of the magic. Um. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring up two. One's gonna be a quick one. Mm-hmm. Um. For the first is I'm just gonna say M Night Shyamalan. Um. I I think that he is currently trying to put himself back together, and I hope that he succeeds in that. But uh, for a while there, who boy did it get bad? Uh, lady, lady in the water. Okay, do you know what's funny weak. is I went to a talkies episode once when it was mm-hmm. Lady in the Water, and I was like, "This can't be right! Like, this is an M Night Shyamalan <laughs> film. Like, this is definitely good." <laughs> and then I go watched it. And I was like, "Wow, I didn't like. I didn't realize they let him off the leash he, too soon. He tricked they let me him off too soon. Yeah." And maybe that's maybe his whole life is actually a Shyamalan moment, but I don't know. Um, okay, here is the director I think is the most overrated, and I really don't like anything he's made. And if people don't stop gasping when I say this name, I'm gonna lose it. And that's uh, Guier- Guillermo del Toro. <gasps> I yeah, it's just not for me, guys. I just don't get it. Hands Labyrinth. No. It was terrible. That's I, wild. I, yeah. Shape of water? I, no. I like more like shat okay. of water. That's what Jeremy said. <laughs> <laughs> Direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like I appre- I appreciate that he's doing some cool things and like trying to do neat and interesting things. And you know, I'm gonna keep watching them. Like, oh, this sounds cool. I'll check it out. But ultimately. I, I don't know I don't know what it is I I just can't get into it. That's why that is very interesting. Yeah, I just uh, yeah I don't know why I don't know what it is. Something's wrong. Something's hmm. off. Something's broken hmm. there. Hmm. Something's a little weird. <laughs> Can I tell you guys one that I again don't know how I feel, but I saw this person on a list of uh, overrated actors today. And I kind of can't stop thinking about it, and it's maybe correct. Mm-hmm. Julia Roberts. I mean, that's not true. I don't. Uh, yeah. Is it a little bit true though? 
I don't think it's true. I'm I'm saying it's not. I, I when, yeah, I would be on the fence. Like I like she's done some pretty great work. Like I don't yeah, know what if we're talking Eric er, Eric Brockovich. Eric Brockovich. <laughs> we're talking Eric Brockovich. We're talking she's done uh you like basically every role you don't okay like if you're comparing her to someone like a jennifer aniston or something where they are just themselves in every role do you know what i mean you're just like oh yeah it's you and you say the lines i don't think she is like she's not Uh, always but i think some of the time she kind of is i i think that there's some of that but I mean, like, I don't think Aaron Brockovich is the same as like my best friend's wedding. But mm-hmm. I would agree that my best friend's wedding is a lot like Pretty Woman. You know, like, like I would. There's, there's sort of a bit of ebb and flow there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, she hasn't really been working that much. That's true. Has she? That's the other thing is this is also one of those ones where I was like, God, I'm old. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Gen Zers are like, who? <laughs> Julia, who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. That just—I was curious huge, what you guys thought. We have a huge Gen Z audience, <laughs> yeah, right, for guys? Sure we do. No cap, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, okay, you guys. Uh, I think we're gonna sort of stroll into a what you watching here. Do you have any other things that you want to quickly throw on the list? Throw on the record for the rest of the time, uh, as as you think is overrated. Gone with the Wind. American Horror oh, man, Story. Ooh, uh, Game of Thrones, y'all. Yeah. 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 I mean, I not like, anymore, I don't think, but... I I think for a long time, people were like, you're crazy, you're mm-hmm. wrong, and then at the it's end... It's the best show like, on oh. television, and then you're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't know That's what it was all for. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, oh, man. All right, you guys, well... With that, we'll put a pin in our rated overs and unders for for the time being. Guys, what you watching? What you watch? What you watch this week? What you watching? So I did not watch a lot this week, actually. Uh, what was school coming back and all? Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched something two weeks ago. I don't know why I felt like I had to tattle on myself about that. Um, <laughs> that I really, really loved, and I had been kind of putting off watching it because it had been so highly recommended to me and I was a bit scared that it wouldn't live up to the hype um and that is a beautiful French film called Portrait of a Lady on Fire um by French director Céline Sciamma um it won some awards at Cannes when it came out in 2019 um and it's basically it's set in Renaissance France and this um female painter uh goes to this isolated island uh in Brittany where this noble woman asks her to paint her daughter's portrait uh for uh that will be sent to her betrothed um <clears throat> but her she refuses the the young woman refuses to sit for the painting so the painter just has to pretend that she's there to be a companion to go walking with her and then um paint her in secret and then um surprise it's a beautiful lesbian love story and they fall in love but obviously it's um the 18th century so 
that's not going to turn out amazing. So it's Things also really sad. Things weren't popping for lesbians in the 18th century. <laughs> I mean, if you kind of were both widows and you could like be lifelong friends who lived together, maybe. But um, if you're young, a young marriage age uh, noble woman who needs a, to be in a political marriage, I think you're kind of hooped. Um, it was so beautiful. It was so um, visually stunning, like just some really amazing shots, really beautiful performances. Um, I cried like an absolute baby. It's, it's so, 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 so good. So highly recommend. It's on Crave if people want to watch it. Um, yeah, loved it. Nice. Cool. Wow. Thank you, Sonia. Mm -hmm. John. Um, so this week I finished Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, I've talked wow. about it before. It's great. It's so great. Um, so then I also watched uh, the first two episodes of WandaVision. It was added to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is so good. It's like very surreal and funny and trippy. It's like presented as like a sort of I Love Lucy like half hour um you know, 50s television show with mm-hmm. Wanda and Vision as the, like, two main characters. And they're just like, uh-oh, like, my husband's boss is coming over for supper and we didn't have anything to make. And it's just, like, silly. But then things take a very strange uh, kind of, tr- like, very trippy turn. And so, like, something is not right in this world. Mm-hmm. Um but, and you could, like, I feel like you could just read into it all day long. Like, the internet is just, like, theories, theories, theories. And it's so fun, and I advise you all to watch it. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, another thing I watched, this is a, a couple of weeks ago by now, too, but I forgot to mention it, was I watched Promising Young Woman. Mm. Uh, whilst in theater. Um, and it just stars Carrie Mulligan. Um, it has, like, Alison Brie, Laverne Cox in it as well. And it's about a woman who is getting revenge on men. It's sort of a Me Too revenge-like film is what they sort of pitch it as. Mm-hmm. But I will say that it has a very different ending. And I don't want to spoil it for everyone because it's still in theaters. And it is quite a different ending. But I will say it's just kind of a bleak there's a bit of a bleakness to the whole film. Oh. Uh, mm. And it also, it was like four different films in once. Like at, at one point, it was like very hilarious comedy, like rom- like full rom-com. There's a lot of comedians playing serious. Like uh, Jennifer Coolidge plays her mom, but not like as a brunette and just like toned down. And like Bo Burnham plays like her love interest. Like Whoa. Molly Shannon play is in it. Like it's just random comedians, but not mm. playing comedian, not playing for comedy. It, it was all very confusing, and I wish that one of you would see it, and then we can talk about it. I would but like to. Then, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, you guys, this week, kind of on a whim, the other night, uh, I was looking for something new to watch. And I had recalled that a friend recommended something that was on Prime, I think. Um, it's called Palm Springs. Have you seen mm, this? Do you know? I've heard good things. Yes. So it's Andy Samberg. And am I saying her name right when I say Kristen Maloti? Oh, um, she was in the 
Netflix like 2020 wrap up. Yes. And she was yeah. very funny. She was like the. She was very funny. She yes. was like the Karen I, version. Or she was like the yes. Karen. Oh lady. yeah, 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 yeah. And she was yeah. so good. Um. Anyway, and it also uh, J.K. Simmons is also plays a big role in Love Palm him. Springs. Uh. Anyway, um, it's crazy good. Uh, it was written by Andy. Uh, oh no, it wasn't written by Andy Stanford. Uh, it was a different Andy who wrote it, but um. <laughs> That doesn't matter. It was still it's a bit good. of a Spike uh, Lee Jones <laughs> moment there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, um, it's essentially uh, he is at a wedding in Palm Springs, and he's in the infinite time loop, a la Groundhog Day. And then uh, Chris's character gets stuck in the time loop as well, and uh, they just sort of hang out for a while, and some different things happen to them. Um, it's really fun to sort of. Uh, I feel like the whole time loop thing is a very movie thing to sort of play with. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do a really great job. There are so many moments in this movie, you guys, where I just burst out laughing so hard because the jokes are so funny. And Andy Samberg kind of plays like a, a, a more serious goofy man, if I, could, mm. if I may say. I don't know. But um, he is sort of like the one who understands the world more. So all of the crazy stuff is done by um, the other characters, but um, it is, it's, it's pretty nuts. It's pretty good. And uh, you guys should definitely check it out because it, it, a few parts just absolutely destroyed me. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so good. So funny. Uh, did anyone else watch any, anything else that they would care to talk about on the radio with our last minute here? I'm trying to think literally what I've watched in the last two weeks. I started trying to watch The Mandalorian again. I'm only on episode three. Mm. Well, it sounds like you didn't try. So <laughs> yeah. I am. No, yeah. I am. But I, I like thought I would get further in a single night, but mm. I got distracted But it means you saw. It means you saw The Fish Lady. No, I'm, I I no. started back on season one because I forget everything. Season one? Oh, my God. I know. I know. <laughs> because I couldn't remember anything, so... Thanks, John. Uh, now she knows there's a fish lady. Yeah, now you know about the fish John. lady. <laughs> oh man, God! And hung, anyway. hungry little, the hungry little hippo, eating all. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. I won't spoil it. I won't spoil no, it. I heard about that already. It's, it's okay. too late for me. And I know his name's Grogu, but I mean, you know, you can do you can do what you can do. Anyway, Gen- you guys genocidal that's... Grogu. <laughs> that's that's all the time we have. I'd like to give a shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manatuna, my co-hosts, Sonia and Sean, everyone here at CJTR, and to our listeners. Spoiler alert is broadcast Wednesdays live-ish at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and on Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. My Electric is coming up next. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye!